Hey friends, you know that I'm all about leading you to things that make life easier and more fun, and I came across something to add to your list of happies. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen that Thomas and I just upgraded to a king bed, and wow, 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 why did we wait so long? Not to mention our queen-size mattress was a hand-me-down from a college friend of Thomas's, so you can imagine it wasn't very luxury. The road to finding our mattress was quite a journey, and we weren't really sure which to purchase, what was necessary, you know, <laughs> adult things. But then we happened across Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Whether you're a side sleeper, hot sleeper, feel like a plush or a firm bed, with Helix there's no more confusion and no more compromising on an average mattress. The good news is, is that there's no risk. You have a 10 year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I promise you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for Behind the Bliss listeners at helixsleep.com bliss. That's helixsleep.com bliss for up to $200 off and to take your two minute customizing quiz. Welcome to the Behind the Bliss Podcast, where Rachel Autry brings weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. This week will make you grin ear to ear. I have my friend Georgia Brown joining me for an episode all about what are you gonna do when you feel stuck in your relationship with the Lord? What are some practical ways and rhythms that you can set in place to feel closer to Him, to be learning from Him, to hear Him and walk in obedience, but then also find community that can keep you accountable at the same time. Georgia is a college student. She's actually our youngest podcast guest we've had on the show to date, which I love. And I explain why I love it in today's episode. She's an example and such a light to even myself of what it looks like to be obedient with the Lord each and every day. She has a beautiful closet. Here's what I mean by that. She has large note cards taped to her closet wall that she uses for prayer requests, praise reports, scriptures, you name it. And it's such beautiful evidence of how she walks in her relationship with the Lord. She is somebody that I admire and wanted to have on the show just to set an example and maybe, again, some practical rhythms of ways that we can continue in our relationship with the Lord when we even don't feel like it. She's giggly, she is a bundle of joy, and I promise everything that you hear in today's episode is legit. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Georgia. Georgia Brown, welcome to Behind the Bliss. Thank you, Rachel. I'm so excited to be here with you today. This is crazy fun. Like, we just first need to tell people how we met, because I feel like that in itself is just super fun and silly. Um, I know. God is just so fun. He really is. He's always in the details. He's at work and everything. But we met at Lifeway Women's Leadership Conference. Yes. And which was amazing. Yes. And girl, I got to tell you, whenever I saw you, you just looked so cute as a button as always. (laughs) But I didn't, I just didn't know who you were. But I was just drawn to you. Like your light was just shining and you just had your cute little backpack on. I remember. I did have a backpack. Long little warm kimono thing. I don't even know what you call them. But you just, I was just like, Lord, I want to be her friend and talk to her right now. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that is so cute. Oh wow. Okay. And what people need to know about Georgia is like she is sincere. Like this cutie little voice you hear and like all of her little verbiage <laughs> and her, the way she says things, it's legit. Like I met you and I was like, oh, she's just sweet and Nashville, you know, is giving her an accent. And then the more that I've just gotten to know you, I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, it's just Georgia Brown. It's just who she is. <laughs> God is so funny. And honestly, Rachel, my accent has changed moving to Tennessee from Arkansas. And you'd think in Arkansas, you have like the deepest, like, yeah. yeah. Yes, honestly. But then I came here and my, even my parents are like, dang girl, we need to bring you back home. (laughs) (laughs) So the other fun thing is that you have like, oh, just the most beautiful heart. And I think that you probably are the youngest podcast guest we've had on Behind the Bliss. (gasps) Yeah, no, for sure. How old are you right now? I am 20. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which I actually love that you're the youngest. And for a few different reasons. One, we are all about women of every season. And I just think that you have a specific message and a specific heart. And sometimes it's easier if there's other 20-somethings or younger, a little bit older listening, that they can take heart because you're not far-fetched. Like you're in the same season in the same lane kind of thing. But then also, I yeah. think it's beautiful because, I mean, your generation is on fire. And I think that mm-hmm. sometimes people don't see that or give credit where God's credit is due with what he's doing within your generation. So this can almost be an encouraging episode for those mamas or grandmamas that are listening that are like, oh, wow, yes. Okay, it's possible that Jesus is still yeah. working in and through you and your friends. So this is just going to be so much fun. Oh, and girl, I just, I'm so thankful. And that's something I've really been thanking the Lord for too, is just preparing my heart at this age. Cause like truly being able to live out first Timothy four twelve of, you know, not letting anyone look down upon us, but because we're young, but just to set this example, like I am honored to be right where I am. Like I'm so pumped that I'm just 20 years old in college, single as can be, and just chasing Jesus because like, I'm able to reach people that I never thought I would be able to reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, it is all for him. And it's crazy once we realize that our sphere of influence is so important and that we are indispensable, that truly the body of Christ could not work without us because we are absolutely necessary. Yes. As it yeah. says in 1 Corinthians 12, like, oh my goodness, if we just like changed our lens to be able to look down at our feet and say, okay. I'm supposed to be right here right now. It truly has changed everything. And you're so right. Our generation is on fire. And like yes. to be a part of that fire, Rachel, like it's so much bigger than us, but we get to play a part in it. I know. Crazy. Like, for uh-huh. example, Passion, which was the second time yes. we saw each other. I I went to Passion, which was so fun. And I felt like so in my element and oh, it was just like so jelly to be like 2021 20, again. But the... <laughs> other cool thing was we got to run into each other which I didn't know you were planning on being there till I saw your post or something that you were and we met up and that also was such a cool testimony of what God's doing inside of that specific age group and generation of young adults and people still in college that um, sometimes can be like the most vulnerable season but he is at work and in the craziest ways at work inside of you and your peers so 
That was so flippin' fun. If Okay, if you're listening and you've never been to Passion Conference, you're never too old. Like You can always go oh, yeah. volunteer or something. Like, get yourself there. But it is so uplifting and so powerful to be in that room with how much? 65,000 other people? Yes. Like, and like, yeah. girl, I'd never been to Passion. Have you? Yes. Okay, so I went when I was in college. And that was cool. Oh. So I was a part of the generation when I went. And then this past year, my little brother is um, – he is a what do you call it resident at passion and he's oh wow does a lot of their video and so he actually made the share the light video that everybody oh watched oh my and, goodness yes and like went to israel with louis and team and all that so when he um was working on his project he was like i would love for you and thomas to be able to go and like see my hard work and we're like we'd love to so he invited us as his guest and he was like you're too old to get tickets so i'll go ahead and just get you some i was like oh my gosh Anyways, oh. so yeah, that was my second time. Thomas's first, and it was so cool to see Thomas experience it the first time too. It's oh, just yeah. truly life changing. Oh, it was, and like, whoo, to have something like that for our generation, like, I was just in awe. It grew my heart like ten sizes bigger to know. Okay, we can fight this good fight. It may not be easy, and it may not be quick, but it is good because he is just so good and big and to see the body of Christ like that mm-hmm. I knew that we were starting off this new decade right and oh my goodness like especially for college kids yeah. Rachel you know it's so it's so hard honestly like you get here to a university and I'm here I started my freshman year here never moved before in my life and it was just eye-opening to see things that you've never seen before mom and dad aren't there to hold your hand mm-hmm. um and it's just like you get to tell yourself if you're going to go to bed, if you're going to wake up, if you're going to read your Bible, if you're going to go to church, even down to, hey, are you going to eat some food right now or are you going to, you know, just heat up that ramen noodles? And so it's really interesting to me that the world says, oh, live your best life now. Like mm-hmm. it's college. Just get it out of your system. But girl, what I've realized more than anything is these four years of my life, whatever I'm putting into my system it's honestly what's going to sustain me for the next 40 yes. years or so. Yes. Oh. Yes. It's yeah. the whole, like, show me your friends. I'll show you your future, too. Like, I feel like yeah. you're going to surround yourself with the people who you want to become or you are becoming. And so if you are in a crowd that is also believing the get it out of your system and do what you want to do and this is real freedom, then I think that when you exit college, there's more of this, like, culture shock of, oh, (laughs) I do need community. I do need friendship. We all are going in separate ways, but don't have that foundation um, that maybe you could have with people that love Jesus and are excited to encourage you in that relationship. So yes, I'm so glad you're saying it. Before we get further though, I want people to know who you are. (laughs) Like, There's so many other cool things about you. So just (laughs) ramble. Tell us who Georgia Brown is, what she's doing, where you go to school, all things. Okay. Well, this is so fun. Rachel, I've never been on a podcast. I'm so excited. I don't know how to do it. Yes, you do. Just go. Oh, I'm usually the one asking the questions. I'm so honored you're asking me. Okay. Well, I am Georgia Brown and I have red hair. And she does. I go to Middle Tennessee State University, and it's about mm, 30 minutes outside of Nashville. Cool. And, girl, I'd never moved before, and so I just love to write songs. And in Arkansas, they didn't have, like, a songwriting program. Hmm. Um, and so we found one here at Middle Tennessee, which I didn't even know this town, Murfreesboro, was alive and thriving. And now I call it home, which is just 
so cool. And just God is just delighted in the details of, you know, allowing me to have in-state tuition here and just different things that I really, truly felt called here having a church home. And so honestly, I came here because loved writing songs. I had been leading worship at my home church in Arkansas since I was 12. Um, and so I had to really grow up quick in the church. And so I had my hymnal and it was just me and the old piano and my sweet, sweet church family that was three-fourths on the way to heaven. <laughs> and girl, I did not have community. Oh man, yeah. And it was crazy. And so then I came to college and it was like, wow, there are people my age, like <laughs> loving Jesus too. And so honestly, cool. Rachel, I knew who God was like before college. Like I knew him and I loved him. Mm -hmm. Like I knew that he loved me, but there's 18 inches between your head and your heart that truly make all the difference. Amen. Yeah. And totally. so, girl, I on the nine and a half hour drive over here, I just kept talking to the Lord. I was like, you know, I just really want to be the best version of myself that I can be. I'm going to a place where I truly don't know anyone. Like I, I knew my roommate, but barely. And so it was just incredible to come here and lay it all down and say, okay, let's, let's do this. And I got plugged into an amazing college ministry on campus. And um, after getting fed for a couple semesters of just being able to worship instead of leading. I um, now lead worship for college and high school ministry and sometimes on Sunday mornings. And um, just being able to still use the gift of music has been really important. But then Rachel, oh, God has really been teaching me that I can use my voice for other things than singing. Wow. That's like, good. For the longest time, girl, I only thought that why I was created was to sing. Like to sing I a note, thought, right. Yes, to sing a melody. And that was that was my purpose. But, you know, for the first two years of college, when I took that, you know, time of solitude off from leading worship and I'm only taking gen ed classes and barely reaching the surface of the songwriting classes, I was like, God, why am I here? I was kind of frustrated. I was like, you're kind of quieting my voice, Lord. Like, I don't know what you're doing. And, and I didn't look at it from his perspective of like, Georgia, I'm preparing you. I looked at it from my earthly lens and I was like, you know, why have you forsaken me? Mm -hmm. And truly the Lord had to quiet my voice um, within that melody to teach me that I can use my voice for other things than singing. Mm -hmm. And that's good. That has been one of the most powerful things to learn in this season because if all I would have done was sing through this season, I would have thought for the trajectory of my life that that was all I was good at. Right. Wow. That's so, so good. Yeah. He is just so, so good. And so I've been writing and just being able to use Instagram as my blog and being able to start guest blogging. And yesterday, Rachel, was the first time that I had ever led worship, and then left the piano and sang, and then went and spoke. What? Oh. Where? Girl, I spoke at this youth rally um, here in Tennessee in the sweet town of Gordonsville, about an hour from here, and I was shaking in my boots. I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what was this called? Like, will there be a video, or is there a way we could see a snippet oh my goodness well we have some pictures but we didn't get any video and my mom is so sad that I didn't get video of my first time speaking but oh my goodness it was so great there were about 80 kids there for this 
first ever event called Collide and just to bring the community together. And it was just really beautiful to see seventh graders through 12th graders just truly come together. And they, they don't attend the same church. They don't attend the same school, but to be under one roof for yeah. one name for one night to then now it's Monday morning again to go back into your schools and do your thing. I was so encouraged. Totally. Okay. So one of the things that I think that is just so beautiful about who you are and what you do and at least different ways that I have kept up with you online is that you have a lot of really cool rhythms that you have set in your life to almost one, keep you accountable, but then also keep you in a state of obedience. And Mm -hmm. I also want listeners listening. that are like, "Mm, messed it up already. Like too late, no return kind of thing to hear me when I say, no, 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 no. Like you don't have to have it right to get it fixed. And Jesus is actually in, in the business of making all things new. So if you feel like you're too far or you're, what are we, like March in your, to your freshman year and we only have two months left, like what is it worth? It's worth everything. And so mm-hmm. um, I do want you to almost speak to what was the transition like between uh, like a safety net, I feel like I hear you say, of Arkansas and your family and your church to now being in this vulnerable place where there's there's no boundaries unless you set them for yourself. Um there's no rhythms yeah. in place or lifestyles unless you make them a priority. What was the transition like and what are some of those rhythms you have now that, that help you? Oh, girl, that is so good. That's literally the biggest lesson that I've learned through this this transition season is a lot of things of the worldly college, you know, side of things where mm-hmm. people are, you know, just wilding out kind of, if I'm just being honest with you, um, that was kind of how it was for me in high school. I was very insecure. I have always loved to lead people and I've always had a very big personality. Um, but I was very insecure in that and always truly thought that I had to find my identity in a boy. And so girl, if you would have met me in high school, I would have had a a boyfriend every different time you would have seen me (laughs) and you wouldn't have been able to keep up with what his name was because it would have been a different one all the time. (laughs) And so truly I just, was incomplete and trying to search for that in all the wrong places. And so that was kind of the rhythm of my high school years was just being um, insecurely secure with someone else. And um, then I came here to college and I was like, no boys. I was like, okay, Jesus, let's give this a try. And um, yeah, my freshman year, I just started reading my Bible almost every day. I was going to church every Sunday and just really like, surrendering myself but it was it was not like overnight I had this big huge prayer closet and yeah. you know could quote all the scripture it was literally okay today I'm gonna read a verse step by step because yeah that was all I could handle I was like what does this mean and I'm so thankful that my best friend Emma gave me a study bible because on the bottom of the page I could understand the notes and That's like good. really yeah. dive into what that was. And so truly to hold me accountable, I would just start posting it on my story. And, you know, if a hundred people saw it, great. If, you know, one person saw it, great. But honestly, it was for me. It was for me to just have a heart check. And it wasn't the, oh, let's get our mug perfectly placed um, and, you know, take a little snapshot with the cute filter. It was truly like, okay, I need y'all to know that I'm really trying mm-hmm. and I need you to to see this. And So that's where it really started. And then um, note cards were a big thing that my girl Emma has always loved, just putting note cards all over her walls with different scripture, just reminders. And 
Um, so then I started doing that. I have note cards everywhere. And so truly when people say that you're a combination of the five people that you hang out with, oh my goodness, the impact that just my sisters have made on me, oh, truly iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm in my junior year and I could not be more thankful for the rhythms that I have. And girl, it's, it's just so important. And truly to surrender, you do have to surrender everything. You can't say, well, I'm going to hold on to my sleep, but God, once I wake up, I will, I will give you all that once I sleep in or once I, I don't even know what that is. Once I hold on to this boy, I'll give you everything else but this, or I don't know the friendship group that may be a little toxic, but truly, um, last fall, I think was when I was like, it's, it's game time. Let's go. Like the time is now, if not you, then who like truly, if not now, then Rachel win. Like, yeah. So I had this breaking point. If I'm being honest with you, I think I wrote the most honest Instagram caption I had ever written because I was just in this place of, I don't, I don't even know. I wouldn't say fully brokenness. I was just like, I was just done, like straight up done. I was just like, Lord, I need you. And so you can go back on my page and find that somewhere. I think it was in October, but I, I just was done. I, I wanted to, to save everyone. I'm a two on the Enneagram. And so like, it's up to me. I have to serve you. Yes. Yes. I'm like, can I just love you more tomorrow than I did today? Oh, but we need I more of you in the world. Oh, I love you, but I just I can't be their savior. Yeah, I can love you good. and lead you well, but I I can't be your savior. I I didn't die on the cross. Like if Eve wouldn't have bitten that apple, girl, it would have been me. So it's like, <laughs> how can I, you know? It's just yes, like realizing yes. that we're broken, but being able to move on from that and give everything up to Him has has changed everything. So. I was reminded by a sweet friend, my friend Bailey, she she just saw how I was just very frustrated. Like I couldn't even talk like a girl that probably speaks over 30,000 words a day when the average is 20,000. Oh, she Thumbs was like, yeah. we're just, yes. And so you know what that queen did? What'd she do? Rachel, she put on War Room. Did she? She said, An amazing she said you need movie. to watch this. Yes. And Go girl, Priscilla. Yes, we love that queen. And that queen just inspired me so much. And I came home from my friend's house and I'd felt the Lord tell me to to sit in my closet and spend time with him. But I'd always close the door and say, "Mm, not today. I'm just going to get dressed and go on with my day. And so finally I said, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I, I can't do this anymore. And so I just sat in my closet and I started writing my prayers on the wall. Good and amazing. That has changed everything. I think there's something so powerful when pen hits paper. Like it, it's just as almost as much as when we speak words out of our mouth. I think whenever the thought becomes physical, I think one, the enemy mm. loses power. I think two, you are able to see it in front of you or hear it audibly to a place where you're like, oh, that doesn't, no, I actually don't agree with that. Where if it stays in your head, it's easy to convince yourself of anything. So being able to have a place where you just have your words all over the walls, which if you are listening and you don't know what I'm talking about, follow Georgia, you'll know exactly what it is because her, her, 
closet literally is full of big note cards with prayers for friends and scripture. And I admire that so much because it's taking that physical step. It's making it real and legitimate for us. And not that prayers in your head are not legitimate by any means, but I think that there's something that happens in the physical when we take it out of our minds and put it in front of our eyes or in front of our ears. And so I think that's beautiful. I think what you were saying earlier too about the importance of giving God everything I kind of want to go back to that because I, this mm-hmm. is a this is a lie I didn't believe. I believed that um, freedom really meant being able to do whatever I wanted to do with no consequence when that's not freedom. Mm. Freedom is no. respecting the boundaries and being able to do inside of it like what you want within the boundaries. Yeah. But they keep you inside and they keep the bad things out. And yes, so yes. one of Jesus' first miracles was changing water into wine. And I love it because he was super specific to the woman that came to him at this wedding. They had run out of wine and she came to him. And she was like, we, we need you. Like I heard you're a miracle worker. We need you to turn this water into, into wine. He said, go to the well and fill it to the brim. And so it says that, that they did that. They did so and they filled it to the brim. And I think what's so beautiful about the to the brim part is it's so specific. He said, give me everything. Basically fill it up as, as much as it'll go. Um, he didn't say, like, go get some water because that's pretty vague. He was like, no, the whole jar, fill it up. And it was a heavy jar. Um, there were several of them, and they did it, and he filled them back up to the brim but with wine. And so I think it's such a cool, tangible example that he's going to do the greatest with what we give him, but the things we don't give yeah. him, he doesn't have the opportunity to work into something more beautiful. And so mm. I think that that is almost like a scripture evidence that exactly what you're saying is true that he wants to do beautiful things but can't until we give it back to him to work those things out with so I yes yes and amen yes okay two things number one if you haven't seen this is for you Rachel and every beautiful soul listening are you gonna say chosen yes oh I knew it have you watched Yes, Queen. That is my thing. Like when we fly, I download the episodes and I watch them. I actually just watched episode two, so I haven't watched the whole thing. But it is so cool to see Jesus. Well, I mean, obviously not the real deal of Jesus, but like him (laughs) portrayed by another like Middle Eastern man. Oh, so cool. Yeah. The series just brings the gospel to life, and that story that you just told. Um, I think I think that's the first episode. I could be wrong, um, but but it's one of the first episode. Actually, it's not the first episode. It's one of the first episodes in this first season, and it just brings these stories to life in such a way that as you're telling this story, I can just see that scene of him filling it up, and I just love that it's another way that in our you know social media age that we can be able to see this gospel come to life and and it's just alive and active as always and so if you haven't seen that number one go watch it now (laughs) it's amazing Um, but then second thing Rachel girl that's something about the pin hitting the paper I think honestly like yes your prayers in your head are important and they are seen and they are heard but by for me to be able to see it I'm a very visual learner Mm -hmm. That being able to have that pin hit the paper and honestly for me to be able to put it on the wall and just say, Lord, I surrender this prayer to you. I surrender this person to you. I want to intercede on their behalf 
so you can turn an ear to hear their cry and to hear my cry for them and to be able to shut that closet door and say, I have to leave this prayer in here. Oh, that's good. I can't hold on to this onto my shoulders and try to still carry it. I have to give it all up to you. And so honestly, when I say amen and I put the little stuff, the little tape stuff and stick it on the wall, that that's me fully being able to surrender. And that takes faith, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just being able to to write it down, to be able to be bold enough to pray for that person. Like truly, I just encourage everyone to do that because your prayer life will just change because prayer changes everything. Like I can't even tell you how many praise reports I have from the prayers that I've prayed. And, you know, I love that we can be able to see them because to have something tangible leads us to remembrance. That's good. But if we have these prayers in our head, like, They're great and the Lord hears them, but he wants us to be able to have a deepening relationship with him. But we're so, so keen to forget every day that we need to be able to see so we can be led to remembrance of what he's doing in and through our prayers. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. First Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So that's what you're doing is just casting it and then shutting the door. (laughs) I'm not going to there today. (gasps) Yes. Yes. Oh, it's good. So... Okay, here's what I'm thinking now too is um, I think what we get asked a lot in this community is friendship making. Like how do you make friends? Because it's so awkward these days with how much we have online. How did yeah. you feel like you were able to make the community that you have at MTSU coming mm. from a place where you didn't know anyone? Like you didn't know your roommate. You didn't have friends that were also going there. So when it came to George Brown showing up first day of school – not really knowing anybody, how do you feel like you've been able to cultivate this community that you have today? And what advice would you have for someone that's feeling a little lonely and they don't have somebody in their lane with them to make the first yeah. step? No, that is so good. Y'all, community is so important. And I didn't realize how much I needed it until I had it. And oh my goodness, it has changed my whole college story. Um, so truly, I remember going on my campus tour of my school and I saw all the little posters all around campus of just the different college ministries and really I I didn't even listen to anything they said on the tour because I was so fixated on wow there's so many ways to get involved here and I just I was craving that but I didn't know that I was thirsty for it I just knew that I was kind of dry and so truly for a girl or a guy y'all just need to get into community and so I pray that on your college campus that you just find a ministry and get plugged in because that's where true friendships grow is with a foundation of the Lord. Um, and so I go to one called The Point, and it's the college ministry of a local church here. And there's many different ones here on our campus. And I'm so thankful for that. And then for, for our ladies out there, I know that you did an interview with them, but Mac and Kins yes. are queens from Delight. Oh, oh, Delight Ministries, 100%. We love them. Delight Ministries has chapters all over the country. And I'm just so thankful that, you know, they are they were founded right here out of Belmont, which is, you know, just right down the road from me. And so, ladies, if you need girl community and you don't have a Delight chapter on your campus, definitely you should start one. And I know Rachel has so much more to offer in that episode of Delight because it was fire. To hear from Mac and Kins, the founders themselves, you can listen to episode 69. Tons of great information. They also raved about the Chosen app or the Chosen series, which is now an app. And um, that's where I first learned about it. 
was from Mac. Honestly, same was from Mac. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. Ooh, they're so cool. Love it. Um, did you go? You they went to the are. For the Girl tour too, didn't you? I did. I went to their first night since it was here in Nashville. I was so glad that I could go and to see again having those nights with just all girls and coming together and just being able to worship the King. Oh my goodness, it's so special. So community literally changes everything of your college life. You have people that will sharpen you. You have mentors that can just be that one step ahead of you that Mm -hmm. has gone through what you're going through. And then being able to plug into a small group because community and life is done in circles and just done with a few people that can just champion you on because they understand what you're going through. And so truly like that's the only advice I could ever give to anyone because it works. I I would tell them, open your Bible and read your Bible because you don't just eat one meal a day. You eat many meals a day. You don't just, you know, need to hear a sermon on Sunday. You need to be able to, you know, eat spiritually throughout the week and then just get into community because those two things have changed my story. Like, yeah, completely around. Completely. Amen. Mine too. 100% mine too. And the community starting isn't just a college thing. It's something you're going to have to exercise throughout adulthood and the rest of your life too. So why not go ahead and learn how to do it now in a safe environment like college where there's so many different opportunities to connect and to get involved and invested in ministry or an organization or a group that sometimes it's hard to find as an adult. Like when we moved here to Birmingham, we had to seek out and make quite an effort to get involved because there wasn't the like, okay, like the post-grad adult ministry in Birmingham, Alabama, there isn't. And so, or at least not that we were able to find. So holler if you know of one, but I just, it was, we had to be a lot more intentional, but because I feel like we were able to practice what that looked like our later years in college, it set us up for success to then copy, paste, and repeat and do it in adult life together. So I, yes, if you haven't yet found that group or those people that you are excited to do life with, like just learn, like dig in your heels and do it now because it will set you up for so much success and protection even. Like I feel like my oh, yeah. my people call me out. They're like, Rachel, that's so silly. I can't believe you believe that. Like let's replace that with <laughs> truth. And I'm like, what yeah. would I seriously do without these people? I would, I'd be um, Rachel 2.0 in like the worst way. So it's fine. I feel that. I feel that. What's something that you – feel that you've been seeing as a pattern because a lot of times I feel like when I spend time with the Lord I see patterns or like season I feel Mm. like I see the same thing in multiple different scriptures or like the same word keeps coming up or whatever what's something that kind of is sticking Mm. out like that to you right now oh that's good Mm. I'd say when it comes to because my quiet time I definitely think for anyone listening out there your quiet time should involve um, worship be that singing or just listening to worship music, um, reading his scripture and just reading his alive and active word. Um, that'll truly just meet you right where you're at each and every time. Um, and also prayer. And so these three things are what I do every morning while I sip my coffee and with patterns that I'm seeing with my prayers are that he's answering them in ways better than I expected and different than I expected Hmm, because truly his thoughts and his ways are so much higher than mine. I, when I don't know what to pray for, he's there and he intercedes for me. Scripture says that he intercedes for us. And so that just blows my mind and being able to look back over the prayers and see how he answered them in his perfect timing, it leaves me at rest. And so 
being able to pray just is just amazing. But he just does his thing, and I just am left in awe. <laughs> so cool. Do you have makes praise you reports? Pray more. I know. I was about to Girl. say. Tell me. Ugh. Girl, I have praise reports from just friends, from honestly down to praying, Lord, my friends are in relationships that I just, I, I know that it's holding them back from that to like, okay, my friend's baby is in the being life flighted right now. I really need you right now. And I can't do anything about it. Wow. Like there's that wide range of prayers to be able to say, okay, the baby is okay. Mama's okay to, okay, they broke up and now they're starting to walk in their calling. And to be able to have that just between me and God is so special. Yeah. So special. And so, oh, so that's just with prayers. And then with my journaling, honestly, I could talk to the Lord all day long. And, and it's just like with talking to your best friend, I journal everything. And because going back to this deepening of my faith, it just sharpens my faith to be able to write everything down and praise my way to it. And I, I'm really still trying to do better about you know, quoting scripture and knowing where it's found. But, you know, it talks about in scripture that they praise their way through with loud trumpets to the battle. And so every morning I just really, I pray over my whole day. I'm like, okay, Lord, today mm-hmm. I am going to be having a fun combo with Rachel. And then after I'm so pumped to be able to go give the afternoon campus tour, Lord, I don't know who I'm going to meet, but I just pray that you use me on this time to just help them see you. Even if I don't get to mention your name, that the way that I act and the way that I have my eyes sparkle and just smile at them, even though they may not smile back, Lord, I just pray that they see you. And down to those coffee dates that I have to, you know, exercising, Lord, may my eyes be fixed on just keeping my body a temple rather than getting a number on a scale, just literally praying over everything and then walking through it changes the day. Yeah. Wow. It's so so good. that's honestly what I've been seeing. Oh, I love it. And there's also another quote, not scripture, but a quote that says, um, uh, if the door's not opening, praise him in the hallway. Like there's never a cause or an excuse to not be praising him for what he's doing. And there's actually, it's so cool. There's praise is actually the only word we have in the English language to describe like what praise is, but there's actually seven Hebrew words for our one praise word for different ways that people wow. praise God in scripture. So I'll link those in the show notes. Um, but it's incredible. I mean, from like screaming and yelling is a way of praise, believe it or not, to right. um, to the trumpets and like, or even strumming of strings to kneeling down to being quiet. Like there's so many different and dancing, like there's different ways to praise. So it doesn't mean always like sitting in silence. It could mean, literally going crazy in the middle yeah like looking crazy to the world but proclaiming something that you know god's going to be doing something with or that he's already at work inside so i 100 percent like i am behind that all the way girl that is so good and worship rachel is the only thing we can give back to him yeah and and you're right it doesn't have to be a three and a half minute song it can be giving a tour of your college campus it can be you know sitting with the person that's sitting alone at lunch or um just sending that text to someone that you know has had a hard week to let them know that you love them or that you're praying for them and and something about my closet that i just love is you know jesus talks about all through the gospels that he he goes away and he's alone with the father and just spends some quiet time mm-hmm. in silence and solitude and and if Jesus did that, 
oh, how much more do I need to do it, Rachel? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm with you. Oh, absolutely. Well, you're a light. You're a treasure. Um, and I just so respect and admire you. And I just wanted to honor you and all the things that you're doing for yourself. But then also just the light that you are and the example that you're able to set for um, ways to do it and that it's possible to do it well and to finish strong in college. So just want to honor you. I totally respect oh. you and would have loved to be friends with you had I gone to NPSU and I was currently in college. Like now we can be adult friends, but how cool I would it have been it. if we had been college friends? Oh, I needed you. In I know. Well, um, hey, I'm still in college. And so you can pretend you're in college still. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'll come visit and you can come visit me. <laughs> you can like turn the world for a second. Um, so I love asking this question. I'm sure you have a phenomenal answer, but what's something that you are loving these days that you have to share with people that they might not yet know about? It could be like a song, a product, a thing, like anything. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, the number one thing that I've been really enjoying is the chosen. Like if I, like that's been my jam. I didn't want to really share about it until I'd finished it. And so y'all, I finished the whole first season. I am obsessed with it. I just think it's so incredible. Um, I just, the Bible has just come to life for me. And so that has been something I've been shouting from the rooftops. Um, yeah, I just love that. Also, if you haven't just gone through the Gospels, go through the Gospels. Like, oh my goodness, Matthew is probably one of my favorite books. I love, I love all the books of the Bible, obviously, but Matthew, I just love that the way that he he tells the story, and I have just been going straight through and just falling more in love with Jesus through who He is. So good. Um, he's just he's just so fun, and he delights in the details. And Rachel, as you know, in the episodes, like you get to see his face and that he's tangible yes. and that he is so kind. So my the episode I just watched last night was the one where he invited himself basically to marry Shabbat dinner. <laughs> and yes! and she was like, I don't really know how to do Shabbat dinner. He's like, No, it's okay, it's your home. Like, I want to see how you do it. And it just was so sweet. Like he never he knew exactly how to do Shabbat dinner, but he gave her the authority in that situation to decide how she was gonna just like host him yeah. in her own home and he winked to somebody else that was being annoying and I was like oh he winks that's cool I know <laughs> and oh gosh and Jesus laughed and he had so much fun and and he loved his people well and that's all I really want to do and yeah. and it's just learning and that was something I read today in um in Mark 3 and it was something that you'll watch later in an episode that Jesus does say this um in the show but he says you know it's not the healthy that need a doctor it's, it's the sick, it's us sinners. And, you know, I just want to be able to love my people well, right where they're at. I don't need, it's not my job to judge. It's not my job to try to fix them. Like I've tried so many times before. It's just my job to love and to be better than I was yesterday, tomorrow. And yes, so yeah. today is the present and that's why it's a gift. And so I just really, with each breath, I want to give it back to him because he breathed that into me and allows my heart to beat like, Oh my gosh, I'm just honored to be walking. Yeah. <laughs> so, girl, just being able to realize that every day is just so special and it's going to be different than the day before. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, just opening the Bible has just, just changed it all for me. So, that's really what I've been enjoying, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's so evident. So, you are seriously a light and I just so enjoy my time talking with you. And, so glad we were able to record a bit of our conversation so that other people can enjoy listening to you too. 
I kind of forgot we were recording this. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's typically how it goes. Like, I'll say something how spicy, fun. and I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's not for everybody here. <laughs> yes, I know. We sometimes forget, but it's super fun. Well, if someone wanted to know more about you or follow you, see your music, or even listen to your very own podcast, where Ooh. can they find all that information? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at I am Georgia Brown. And then I have a little podcast and it is called Georgia Brown Faith and Friends. And it is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And yeah, the link tree in my bio has everything from our stairwell sessions that we do um, to my website to just all our fun events that are coming up. <laughs> yes. Oh, amazing. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. We've been chatting about it for a while, but I was like, why not Why not this week? So this is amazing. Um, I'm so, so thankful pumped. for your time. And I cannot wait to have you on Faith and Friends soon, sweet Rachel. <laughs> that would be a blast. Let's do it again all over again. Yes. I told you she is so funny and giggly and just seriously such a beautiful person. I was so honored to have her on Behind the Bliss. If you are in college, I hope that you felt so encouraged that you're leaving with a few practical ways to move forward in your relationship with the Lord, despite your circumstance or your season or what life looks like for you in college right now. Maybe you're out of college, but you still had something you could cling to from this conversation. Praise God. She is seriously somebody that I admire and look up to in the ways that she spends her time with the Lord, how she continues to delight in Him, how she has the community to rally around her, link arms with her, and cheer her on even when she doesn't feel like it. What an incredible example of the opportunity that we have in our relationship with Jesus. If you wanted to hear more about Georgia and who she is, fun conversations that she has with her friends, you can listen to her podcast, Georgia Brown Faith and Friends, like she mentioned. And if you wanted to access any of the things that we talked about in today's episode, like The Chosen or more information on Delight Ministries by Mac and Kins, then you can head over to our show notes at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. I can imagine there's a lot of you who have a friend on your heart that's maybe in college. Maybe you are in college and you have a friend or a peer that would love to hear this episode and would be moved by it. It would mean so much if you just would go ahead and send this over their way. Or if you wanted to share this with all your friends online, you could screenshot today's episode and post it on your stories. We'd love for you to tag us so we can see all of your encouragement, but really we just would love for you to share this so that it meets somebody else in their mess. It can speak to a heart that maybe wouldn't have stumbled across it themselves. It would mean so much to us for you to share this with somebody that needs to hear this message. Another quick way that you could serve us is by leaving us a quick review on iTunes. Apple Podcast reviews are actually a lot more important than we lead on. One, it helps our impact and our reach, but then it also gives us an idea of what you're loving and what you might want to see changed. So if there's something that piques your interest, something you want to hear more about, or a specific episode that you loved, we would love to know. So again, you could either do that by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or just shooting us a quick message over Instagram or a quick email. I hope you have the best rest of your week. Maybe you start watching The Chosen or you turn on War Room for a little bit of encouragement in the middle of your week after Georgia Brown encouraged us to do so. And we'll see you next time.